Hello friends, we're back and we want to start our hematological examinations today. So the very first disease we want to review as a focus examination is um, anemia. And as, as we all know, anemia has got a broad range of um, different presentation. People often come into the GP clinic um, with fatigue, you know, that's not resolving. It could They could be complaining of cold, they could be complaining of shortness of breath, or their physical performance is reduced if they're athletes or something. Um, as we all know, anemia could be due to multiple different causes, most commonly due to iron deficiency anemia and blood loss. Otherwise, it could be due to dietary problems, chronic disease, B2 or folate deficiency, um, bleeding, leukemia, and uh, many other disorders or congenital disorders, which is uh, not a topic for discussion. But specifically speaking about examination of a person that you suspect might have anemia, um, start with this. So you can think of a scenario, you know, patient with a couple of months of fatigue, unexplained, comes to you and you suspect they might have anemia. So essentially how you want to approach this is that initially you start with positioning. So patient can be sitting on a chair or they can be sitting on the side of the bed. They don't need to lie down. Um, then you would move on to general inspection. Try to think of obviously five, six things that you would be looking for in a patient that you suspect has anemia. I'll give you a few seconds. So yeah, um, as we all would have guessed, they would obviously have some sort of pallor and signs of fatigue. They could have some sort of weight loss or they could have frontal bossing which is caused by hemolytic anemia um, they might have plethora which talks about polycythemia they might have bruising which is essentially thrombocytopenia they might have jaundice which happens in case of hemolytic anemia they might have um, or they might have some sort of obvious chronic disease you know if you see patients with severe respiratory issues severe dialysis renal problems known heart problems liver issues um, you might want to pick that up on general inspection or you would previously have known the patient for this sort of stuff then um, you would move on to vital signs so try to think of what happens to heart rate respirate blood pressure and temperature in a person with anemia. If, if it helps you think better, you would always, with, uh, with the vital signs, you would always try to imagine the worst case with that disease. For example, with anemia, these um, heart rate, respirate, blood pressure, and maybe not temperature, but the, the rest, the other three are usually compensated for. So there's a good chance they would look normal, but if you think of a person with severe anemia, then what would happen? 
obviously, yep, as you would have guessed, tachycardia would be there and tachypnea would be there. And the blood pressure would have a wide pulse pressure, <coughs> which is a difference between systolic and diastolic. And temperature could be febrile. If that's the case, you would suspect issues like uh, malaria. Or if they have pancytopenia that causes some sort of infection, you would suspect leukemia, which is not the case here. Then you would move on to the hands. Um, now try to think of, you know, three, four, five things standard that you would look for in a patient with severe anemia. Very true. So you would want to check their capillary refill time um, to check for signs of heart failure. You would also probably notice some pallor of palmocoresis. You would look at the nails specifically for coelonychia and nail bed pallor. But coelonychia is very obvious and it's um, somewhat specific to iron deficiency anemia. So it's a very good sign to look for. And uh, you would look for purpura in hands and arms. You know, just to pick up any possible thrombocytopenia, which have which you have not picked up in general inspection. Then you move on to their face. Again, think about what would you see in their eyes, and what would you see in their mouth or around the mouth. Yep. So, essentially, looking at the patient's a patient with anemia's eyes you would uh, potentially see conjunctival pallor or you might see scleral ictus in case of, in case of um, hemolytic anemia or scleral injection. In their mouth, you would be looking for hereditary telangiectasia, which can suggest GI bleed if they have telangiectasia everywhere in their GI system. You may also see angular stomatitis, which suggests IDA, or atrophic glossitis, which again suggests iron deficiency anemia. You would be looking for mucosal pallor and mucosal hemorrhages. Obviously, every time someone someone opens their mouth, you would comment on dentition and hydration, essentially. Then you would want to do a cardiovascular-specific examination for anemia, which are... Yep. So with the cardiovascular specific examination of anemia, we first need to put the bed on a 45 degree angle before we do anything cardiovascular. Then we would be checking for signs of congestive cardiac failure. And that includes pulmonary edema and peripheral edema. So peripheral edema would be checking for something like ankle swelling or sacral edema or any changes with the JVP and uh, with the central edema or <coughs> pulmonary edema you'll be looking for bibasal crepitations in posterior lung specifically. Um, with the cardiovascular exam also on the auscultation of anterior chest you would hear some systolic flow murmurs. Uh, moving on to the abdomen now a patient must be laying lying down flat with one pillow beneath their head. So think of a few important things that you gotta check when you check someone 
with anemia. That's true. Hepatosplenomegaly to check for any hemolytic causes of anemia, and obviously we would need to do a uh, we would need to perform a DRA and a genital examination, checking for any possible bleeds. And eventually we'll move on to the legs. What are we checking the legs? Three things. Three important things would be. Yep. So peripheral neuropathy is very important. Um, you could test that by proximal muscle wasting, if I'm not wrong. Um, at the same time, you'll be looking for ulcerations, which is very specific to sickle cell anemia, ulcerations on the legs, and any bruisings. Obviously, you would check the nails for any coilonychia, um, nail bed pallor, and any purpuras, any of those changes, and check the cap refuel time, which is important for congestive cardiac failure. And um, that's the hematological examination specific to anemia. Hope this has been helpful. Let me know if you had any feedback for me, if you wanted me to add or remove some of the stuff or provide some explanations to which some of the signs would be there. Alrighty, see you next time.